Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Vehicle connectivity. From vehicle to vehicle, vehicle to grid, and even vehicle to X, which is vehicle to everything, connecting our vehicles to communicate with various devices and infrastructure is gaining momentum and will become even more pronounced in the years to come. This is Topic C. I need to take you back about seven years ago, maybe eight years ago. The feds were talking about mandating vehicle-to-vehicle communications in all vehicles by 2022. As we know, that did not happen, and that is due in part to a partial rollback and a change in the um, environment, well, in the uh, administrative climate relative to government regulation. They decided to cool it. Well, about that same time, the one technology that they were convinced that they were going to use got upstaged by better technology. Imagine that, because, you know, technology keeps moving forward. The problem is that the feds did not give the industry, be it automakers or equipment development companies or software um, engineering companies, a clear method of what's going to be used, what's going to be the standard, and what can we work with. Uh, It took a minute. It took a minute. Finally, in 2020... Uh, the feds got their act together and they decided that, uh, okay, this is what we're going to do and we're going to make this happen. And I'm not going to bore you with all the statistics and technical details, but they got, they got it resolved. From 2016, when they decided which way they were going to go, they thought, to 2020, when they decided LTE or 4G cellular data uh, was better than Wi-Fi, which they were going to use, and offers a 20 to 30% longer range. To give you some history, the FCC has been dealing with this since 1999. They finally got it together. So what does that mean? In, in a nutshell, there are 59 smart transportation projects in 33 states receiving a total of $94 million in funding from the U.S. DOT, and that was fiscal 2022. In April, the FCC granted waivers to Audi, Ford, Jaguar Land Rover, Panasonic, and other companies and states to use a band of spectrum designated for vehicle-to-everything technology while they write the final regulations. That was major. Because as a result, when they got that act together, allowed everybody to finally move forward. Okay, we know where the guardrails are. We know where we can do what we can do. Let's go. So while it did cause a little bit of heartburn because they were set to go one way and in 2020 they went a different way, but at least they resolved the the, uh, ambiguous language, the ambiguous direction. They gave clear direction. And that's the important thing. So what does this mean? Picture an intersection where your vehicle... 2027 model approaches the intersection and communicating with the intersection beacon at that intersection, your car already knows how much traffic's in front of it and changes its speed accordingly so that you don't hit the red light. It either slows down or speeds up, but you get through the intersection painlessly. Your car may offer you 
uh, alternatives to the route you were taking because it found out from the infrastructure there's an accident a mile and a half up and the traffic's backed up three blocks. It says, you know, if you take this right, we can bypass the whole thing. Vehicle-to-vehicle connectivity. That is what we're looking at. The bigger question I have, however, and this article does not address it, is that how does pedestrians, bicyclists, motorcyclists fit into this? People with special needs, if you're in a wheelchair or you've got a walker, how do you get the benefit of all this connectivity, particularly if you don't own a cell phone? Is there any advantage built in here for me? Because in larger cities, people walk more. People don't always have access to vehicles. Either it's not profitable or it makes no economic sense or no logic sense. I lived in a big city for four years, never owned a car, didn't need it. And if anything, it's more of a case now, not less. And we've reported on that. So with all this technology coming at you, there's going to be a benefit. The government says that Adopting vehicle-to-infrastructure technology will reduce fatal crashes and accidents by 12%. 12%. And right now, safety is a big thing. Give an example. This is happening right now. In Santa Clara County, California, uh, that infrastructure is giving buses more green lights. In Louisville, Kentucky... They're collecting real-time data on viaduct flooding to prevent car drowning deaths. In College Station, Texas, they're outfitting five intersections with warnings for pedestrians when buses and emergency vehicles approach. That's happening now. Now, I can take you back a few years and talk to you about when Las Vegas was the first city and Audi was actually trying some vehicle-to-infrastructure experiments in Vegas ahead of all of this. So it's been coming. But now that it's not ambiguous anymore, everybody knows where they're at and can develop the technology, the need, and the benefits together across manufacturers, across infrastructure. They talked about one Israeli company. It's called No Traffic. And No Traffic uses two tools to refit existing intersections and create smart traffic lights. One is a sensor that classifies road users such as pedestrians or vehicles and monitors their speed and location. The other is a control unit that municipalities install in existing traffic light cabinets. Using sensor data, control units manage the traffic lights at the individual level and across the system. The sensor also transmits data to the cloud and to individual connected vehicles, which can receive warnings if, for example... Another vehicle is about to run a red light. Here's the part that blew my mind. No traffic said they could retrofit an intersection in less than two hours and have it ready to go. Two hours. Two hours. They're not talking about replacing stuff. They're talking about adding stuff to make it work, which means for cities and towns and municipalities, they can get safer without this big outlay. The benefits will accrue over time. My bigger question is, if you own a vehicle that is not currently connected, does that mean that the information could go to your cell phone? Uh, Would it still come through Wi-Fi? How would you get that information, or would it even be practical? 
That's the bigger question I've got as they make this move. I know as new vehicles come into market with this capability, it will get easier, but you're looking at a 20 year span of adapted to critical mass, no traffic and vehicle to infrastructure. It's a thing it's happening now. And that will only grow as we continue. We've come to the end of our program. Be sure to join me right here again next time. This has been the Tech Mobility Show. The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Are you tired of juggling multiple apps and platforms for meetings, webinars, and staying connected? Look no further than AONMeetings.com, the all-in-one browser-based platform that does it all. With AON Meetings, you can effortlessly communicate with clients, host virtual meetings and webinars, and stay in touch with family and friends, all in one place and for one price. Here's the best part. You can enjoy a 30-day free trial. It's time to simplify your life and boost your productivity. AONMeetings.com, where innovation meets connection. Get started today and revolutionize the way you communicate. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Kent Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us.